Hey, welcome to Doing Time, bringing you Newcastle United news and transfer rumours. So, today, there's been reports from The Athletic that supposedly Dan Ashworth has drawn up a list of players, it's a, a almost a super six almost, of targets that, he, that he's looking to um, pursue. Those players being players have been linked throughout the transfer window. Um, Alexander Isaac, I offer Real Sociedad, Ivan Tony of Brentford, Dominic Calvert Lewin of Everton, Musa Diaby of Bayer Leverkusen, Jack Harrison of Leeds, and Anthony Gordon of Everton. The ones that I can, well, I'm personally looking. Uh, that, are, that are pretty easy to discount right now is uh, Anthony Gordon. I really feel like Everton are planning to hold on to him for the medium to long term. At the very least, they've given him the number 10. He's an academy product. He was really um, a key part of the relegation fight last season with his spirited performances. He may not have contributed a lot of end product, but he was always a winning runner, and he and he ran till he he gassed out in every game for them. So the fans really appreciate him, and just from uh, at the very least a PR perspective, it wouldn't go down well. They've just had to sell Richardson, Dominic Calvert Lewin. He probably isn't leaving either because the even though they're still in dire straits in regard to um, financial fair play, they do have to keep some of the high quality players there. And Carolyn's, uh his value has dropped a bit due to his injuries last season and the lack of production. Alexander Isaac, I believe, Ross Oshidad were still want very close to the. Um, to his transfer release clause, which I believe is 70 million euros at the very least. Uh, I may be wrong on this because I haven't checked recently, but it's in that range. So, oh, sorry about that. Um, I, I'm uncertain if that's likely. Brentford, it'd be very difficult to prize Ivan Tony from them, but he may want to move. He's proven himself that. He's a very effective striker in the Premier League. Even if he's not producing goals, he's got excellent hold-up and link-up play. He's got a decent range of passing. You know, um, he's extremely effective from the penalty spot. He leads from the front. He can press. He's not injury-prone. He's got a lot of um, factors that are positive at this moment in time you know I've heard comparisons well I've read and seen comparisons to Mitrovic and he's played multiple seasons in the Premier League even though Fulham are a yo-yo club and he's I think he's got uh, double figures quite a few times apologies he's only had one double figure season in the Premier League with Fulham when he got 11 in 37 games in the 2018-19 season he got 9 goals 
in 34 appearances when he was playing for us. So even though he even had even though he had that record breaking goal scoring season um, in the championship where he got 43 goals in 44 matches, it could be that he's turned the corner and he sh and he's ready to prove his quality in the Premier League. But I still feel if I had the choice of either of those strikers, I would want Ivan Tony. And he's only had one season in the Premier League, but he's showing a lot more capability of playing at this level. So um, the others were Jack Harrison, which is relatively possible, but I believe Leeds want close to 40 million. And considering they only bought him for 11 million pounds from Man Manchester City last year, it's plausible, but I don't see it happening either. The one that everyone wants to happen is Mustard Diaby, and that's going to be extremely expensive as well. Which is, which might just have to be necessary. There's going to have to be maybe an overpayment, but you also don't want to be held at essentially gunpoint with it, with fees that are, you know beyond the pale so it's um it's being it's been between a rock and a hard place for the recruitment team you know but that's what they're there for that's why they brought in Dan Ashworth that's why they have people like Steve Nixon you know that are capable of finding ways to ne negotiate these um these hard circumstances and in a way this is what you want if you're trying to go as a club that they're capable of um, finding solutions to difficult situations like this which I believe they're totally capable of doing so we'll have to wait and see what happens but I've also heard reports that Diaby has said that he plans to stay at Bayer Leverkusen for this season which is understandable if it's true but uh, I've heard it's maybe fans reporting that he said that but I'm uncertain about um the validity of this um, report but if it is true it makes sense for him from him, for him from a professional standpoint he's at a club that he knows he's already in the French squad got a World Cup coming up so he, he knows the training routines he hasn't been suffering any injuries I believe he knows how to be effective in the Bundesliga so why would he want to risk it at this moment in time he could have a brilliant World Cup and then wait until next summer and see what happens you, you never know he could have a brilliant season Bayer Leverkusen could make the latter stages that's the stages after the Champions League and he shined. So there's a lot of things that are, are not in our court in regard to this transfer. But like I said, that that's why the likes of Dan Ashworth are at the club to to um to solve solutions like this and sell the project to prospective players or, or coaching staff or 
you know, um, youth players, anything of that nature. That that that's the mission to complete. So we'll have to wait and see. There's um, I saw that Eddie Howe has been having a few interviews. I meant to speak about one of them that he spoke about um, making Jamal Lasalle's club captain for the coming season, which I believe is a smart move. It, it keeps a uh, consistency within the dressing room, especially as there's a transition between the um, previous squad and the new recruits. So having that familiar um, leadership will will help make things a bit easier as as it slowly changes in terms of uh, the playing staff and their roles within the squad he's from all accounts that he trains hard communicates very well with everybody and he's still being a, a presence throughout throughout the squad which is really good to hear that he's embraced um, the changing culture and stuff the changing ambition of the of the ownership you know and this bodes well for the fact that everyone's unified in terms of uh, moving forward and being effective in their roles so I, d I believe it'll probably be Kieran Trippier if he's available he'll be the match day captain or and then we'll have to wait and see who'll be next what we've already seen last season we've already seen that there, there were different team captains on match days because John Joe Shelby was in Jamal Lasso's absence as well as Callum Wilson and I think Martin Dubravka was captain once but I'm uncertain so there are many leaders within the dressing room who are willing to step up uh, but I'm really glad that Eddie Howe hasn't has made certain that he hasn't alienated a player who has had um, quite an impact in terms of leadership at Newcastle for the past five years or almost six really you know there was also another interview where you Eddie Howe was talking about Alan San Maximan and the improvements in his uh, physical fitness in terms of making certain he's got great endurance his conditioning's improved and I think this is so he can be more effective in the game plan capable of making uh, in Eddie Howe's words ma making those attacking movements and he's probably going to want him to press with more intensity so this will be beneficial to Alan San Maximan it'll probably help him with his uh, issues in terms of conditioning because I believe there at times it looked like he was suffering because he was wearing a lot of bandages last season at first I thought it was just for aesthetics just for the look of it but I think he was probably suffering a lot more bumps and bruises than he, he really had to be taking I know he does take a lot of uh, abuse on the pitch as the players will try and kick him and rough him up 
but having that extra strength and conditioning will allow him to um to take those that lumps that are going to happen to him because he's he's a flair player and some players still subscribe to that notion that to stop someone like that you have to make certain that you you put your stamp on them and that normally means they're gonna have to get a couple of kicks unfortunately this should allow him to become even more effective you know because having that higher level of uh, physicality can only be of a be a positive to to his game you know all he has to do is look at players that he admires such as Sadio Mane who suffers quite even though he's left the Premier League now he he suffers quite a few fouls even though there are times he looked like he was um, play acting he, de- he definitely ha- held his fair share of hits but he could already, you couldn't see the way he plays the way he pressed in terms of intensity that although that happened he was able to recover and that's what I believe Eddie Howe is trying to say that Anderson Matsuman needs to be able to take what's happening and be able to recover quickly and be more effective in terms of what he wants to produce on the pitch this can only be a benefit I believe and the fact that he's embracing um, things of this nature is it's great to see that that is buying in to what Eddie Howe is trying to produce on, on the pitch. Even though I've heard there was also um, news about Eddie Howe having to address Alan Samatsman's uh, parking issues. Parking his uh, Ferrari in a spot that he wasn't supposed to. But I believe that maybe was just a bit of um, brinksmanship from Samatsman that, you know, it, he might try and test the boundaries with Eddie Howe, but I think he knows who's boss and he's willing that when you heard that he had bad character issues and everything, I believe he's definitely overcome that and he's matured a lot, especially on Tyne's side. So it, it bodes well for everything he's trying to do because everything I've been seeing from him, you can see he's taking thi- more things on board. When he's on the pitch, he's moving the ball quicker, getting his head up, passing it. There are times where he was looking for the overlap from Matt Target yeah, on, uh, on Monday. You know, so he's trying to implement more things into his game, which will make him a more dangerous player in the long run. Well, that's everything I've seen for today. And once again, thank you for listening. And wherever you are, have a good morning, afternoon, evening or night. Peace.